to comic book lessons and your resident comic book there, Beth. And today's lesson. <clears throat> Sorry. Still getting over this cold, as you can tell. Anyways, so today's lesson is going to be about... Yeah, I know I've said this multiple times. We are on JSA-themed episodes until the season two. Premiere. I do apologise. <laughs> I thought I was going to sneeze, so I was trying not to sneeze, but the two-part JSA episode that I will be doing, and today we will be covering a Dr. Midnight, a Dr. Midnight that you might find a little familiar, depends on which, depends on when you were reading JSA or the Justice Society at the time. Because, you know, it's not obvious that it's a different Doctor Midnight for this one, you know? So, <clears throat> so today we're going to be covering the third Doctor Midnight. I stuck the wrong, did the wrong amount of fingers up, because I had two, and I was like, no, we're doing three. Doctor Get Across. Now... You might not recognise that name, depending on if you've only watched live-action versions of Doctor Midnight. He's the only one that's not that I'm aware of who we've not seen in live-action. But anyway, it's not the point. So, Doctor Midnight, I would, I think you would call the resident doctor of the. Justice Society, because you have Michael Holt, Mr. Terrific, who's like the science, you know, who does all the medical stuff, not really medical, but he's more science than that, whereas Pieter Cross is more of the, you know, stitches people back together when they're injured. So, as I mentioned, he is the third Doctor Midnight, and he is a member of the JSA within DC Universe. He made his first appearance in Doctor Midnight issue number one in 1999. Now, as I've mentioned, there's been three Doctor Midnights. The second Doctor Midnight was quite different from the original. Pieter Cross Doctor Midnight is a bit more like the original Doctor Midnight. He expe- he exhibits the same basic features. You don't have anything different unlike the second Doctor Midnight. No offence, Beth Tra- Chapel. I do apologise if I've been offend if I'm offending any Beth Chapel fans who've read her version of Doctor Midnight. This is the Doctor Midnight I knew and grew up with as a child that was growing up. I was born in the early 2000s and I was reading the JSA when I was young, when I, the Justice Society of America when I was younger. So this is the version I know, you know. He has the cowed costume with the, a crescent moon symbol, the keen ability to see in the darkness, you know. He's more like his original version, Yeah. But he's also 
accompanied by a owl sidekick by the name of Charlie. Oh, he is my favourite owl. That owl's so cute. Anyway, so going into his character a bit, because, you know, he was introduced in his own little mini-series, but he's the only, he's only the only second Doctor Midnight to use the original spelling, which is M I D with a slash thing, like the mini slash. Do you get what I mean? N I T E. He's the second to use that spelling, but he's the third Doctor Midnight. If that makes any sense. By the name of Pieta Anton Cross. Now. I might be saying this wrong, but we'll go into this a little bit because of his heritage. So if I am pronouncing it wrong and you want to correct me, you can. You, you know where to contact me. And I do apologise if I am pronouncing the name wrong. So he made his first appearance in, his, in a format limited series by the name of Dr. Midnight. Now, Pieter Cross is a Norwegian-born son, so he's Norwegian. So that's why I'm not 100% sure on the pronunciation of Pieta. Is it Pieta or is it Pet? Peter? Like normal? Um, give me a moment. I'll look this up. Because I have some devices near me. Just give me a minute to look this up. I want to check. That I'm getting this pronunciation right. Oh, for goodness sake. I'm having... How to pronounce names. Yes, I can tell. Um, there. Mm, This might help. Oh, this is not good. Google. Bing is not great when you need it. So I do apologise if I'm dragging the episode on too long. It's better to check. Oh, I keep spelling pronounce wrong. I do apologise. I'm looking, I'm trying to find it. Oh, forgot my sound off. Give me a moment. Peter? Peter? Peter. Oh, I've been pronouncing it wrong. So, Peter. And that's what it sounds like. I wanted to double check, better to make sure, I do apologise for that. So, Peter. Pieta. So, scrap Pieta. Pieta. It's Pieta. So, Pieta Cross. 
from now on. I do apologise about that. It's better to make sure I don't want to offend any Norwegian listeners, potentially. So, he is the son of a Norwegian scientist. The late Theodoric? Theodoric. Theodoric Cross. Pieter. I make sure I'm getting it right. I do apologise. was delivered as a baby by the original Dr. Midnight, by the Charles McNider. He had rescued his mother from vagrants, and as an adult, Pieter would later be unable to save his mother from Chagas disease. So it's like a parasite disease that is spread by insects. Basically, I just wanted to check what that meant. Which he would caught in Brazil while visiting him. Otherwise, yeah. Pietra has no other known relatives. Now, his crime-fighting career would begin as he ran a free clinic in Portsmouth, Washington. Now, his work would lead him to investigate a new street drug by the name of A39. An accidental derivative devarative of the steroid-like venom and the drug he would soon learn would be was being produced by an evil corporation by the name of Piada Industries which was run by the terrible trio who are former foes of Batman and Pieter was drugged by company enforcers and soon involved in a car accident this accident would take the life of a young woman by the name of Catherine Blythe and after this accident happened, he found out that he could only see in pitch blackness via infrared vision, which he can also employ ultrasonic vision. And he would take on the name Dr. Midnight and resolve to fight crime. And he would join the Justice Society of America. He wouldn't join straight away. He would join a few issues about... Issue 11? Because I remember this. I've read the JSA series and the Justice Society series. So I should remember when he joined. <coughs> now, when we do see Pietro Cross... Petra Cross... I'm, make, I'm trying to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. I do apologise for this. He was not, he's normally portrayed as being a physician first and a vigilante second. So basically his priority is making sure people are okay, people are safe, no one's hurt, you know. So that's kind of what he does. His scanners in his cow lenses would identify health risks as well as threats. He's a vegetarian and practices yoga. Aww. So he seems like he's just a chill dude. You know. Probably why he my him and Michael gel so well in the, behind the scenes. You have Petra Cross who's just all chill and all cool. Just like, man, you just need to chill. Join me for some yoga and you have Michael that's just like, no, I have too much work to do. Yada yada yada. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what they talk about in behind the scenes. 
anyway, it's not a point. So, <clears throat> he would also be known to carry high-tech or medical equipment as well as weapons, which would include blackout bombs. Uh-oh. Now, some individuals that Cro- Petra has assisted eventually came to aid him in his work as both a crime fighter and a community surgeon. And some of the allies he gained on the way included street reformed street kids such as Nightlight and Icicle. Awful pun, I know. <laughs> and a writer by the name of Camilla Marlowe. Icicle was later killed by the vengeful villain known as the Spirit King. And he would also serve as a mentor to Jaime Reyes, the third Blue Beetle, because... Petra Kosh still knows how it feels to be a third person to take on a legacy. Not the point, but anyway. So, most people forget this. Because I think most people, when they think of Doctor Midnight being the Doctor of the DC Universe, they forget who is actually known for that. Because... When I think of doc- the Doctor Midnight, the first one that comes to mind is Petra Cross. Because he is the physician. He knows what he's doing. I'd, tr- I'd go to him if I needed help in the DC Universe. I'd trust him. Mike Wall, on the other hand, to be my doctor, I'm not too sure about that. I do apologise since he is practically his sidekick. <laughs> Don't tell. I didn't say that. Scratch that. (laughs) Anyways, so his version of Doctor Midnight is probably one of the most prominent physicians of the DC universe, and him and Doctor Mister Terrific. I said Doctor Terrific. I meant Mister Terrific. Are mostly the function of the as the go-to scientists of the superhero set community. Now, amongst Petra's notable achievements, he was the Doctor Midnight that made the discovery that Alan Scott was composed of the green flames of the Star Heart. He would do the tests and checkups for Power Girl. He would perform surgery on Our Man. He removed the Brainiac virus from Oracle. He was the Doctor Midnight that did the autopsy on Sue Dibney in Identity Crisis. I am st- I am going to be starting to cover that soon on Comic Book Lessons events review event reviews. So you might see Doctor Midnight in there. Anyways, he's also the Doctor Midnight that removed the sniper bullet that wounded Lois Lane in Umac, which was a battery story arc in a supermarket comic, and conducting DNA tests on Terra. Now, Petra is also called upon by medical agencies such as Star Labs during unusual cases, basically when they don't know what to do about it. At one point, he's even called by Star to investigate the reappearance of Dolores Winters, the first host for the human ultra ultra humanite. Now, Winters now steals the body parts of metahumans and calls herself Endless Winter. Oh my god, this is so 2000s, it's unreal. Now, Dr. Midnight would put an end to the thievery and help restore the health of her victims. 
Batman would then conduct covert research on Pietra's, Petra's abilities and conclude that the full extent of his enhanced vision has not been fully reached. Interesting, Batsy. How would you know this? Here's the next bit. He doesn't even tell him. See? Hmm. I think I know why. If you know what Batman's like, he'll use it against you. Anyways. <laughs> so, when the Justice Society would then encounter Gog, who was the last survivor of the Third World, the Babylon being would restore Petra's vision. Now, although this was initially a blessing... It did not work to Petra's advantage in disadvantage in the field because he's no longer able to see through his dark bombs and the loss of his infrared vision prevents him from saving a mortally wounded Lance who would later become Magog. Nobody likes Magog. He is a dick from the Kingdom Come. As well as leaving him feeling challenged when f- trying to perform even more normal operations. Eventually, the whole JSA team would mount an all-out assault on Gog, having learned from Sandman! Sandman! Who we talked about last episode. <laughs> now, Gog is rooting himself into the Earth, and if he remains for one more day, the Earth is going to die if he ever leaves, leaving them with the one option to kill Gog and separate his head from the Earth. I'm not sure what part of that makes sense, Petra. I'm not sure what part of that makes sense. Anyways, so, which would be the only way to save the planet? Now, the other Justice Society members would follow, following following Gog would attempt to protect him until they see him attempt an attack a Justice Society member and all the followers would take up the fight and they he would punish them all by taking away his blessings, which would include Dr. Midnight's side. <laughs> for a normal person, that would be a disaster, but for Petrokos, I think he's happy to have it back. Happy to have his normal sight, the sight of have his infrared vision back because that will work as an advantage for him. Now, after this, he would be contacted by the leader of the Teen Titans at the time, Reef Boy. He would help Raven when she is attacked by and possessed by an unknown demonic entity and appearing in the Titans Tower with hologram technology. I'm guessing he borrowed that from Dr. Mr. Terrific. I keep trying to nearly call him Mr. Dr. Terrific. I mean Mr. Terrific. Him and Static would successfully drive the demon out of Raven's body. So, we haven't seen him since the pre-New 52. He hasn't even turned up in DC Rebirth, which I'm quite surprised about. So... Since that's basically everything we have on Petra Cross, I'm going to go a bit more into his powers, because we started, but then I realised a bit too early. So, as I mentioned, he's much more like the original Dr. Midnight, Charles McNider. 
He has the same basic features. He has the cowed costume with the crescent moon symbol, the keen ability to see in the dark with the cost of near or total blindness in sunlight, the use of special visors and blackout smoke bombs, as he calls them, to gain tactical advantage in combat, a high degree of skill in non-martial arts and jobs as physicians serving both normal superhuman, normal humans and metahumans. Superheroes. And as I mentioned, he has an owl. By the name of Charlie. Oh. I would steal that owl if I could because that owl is so cute. Now, that's basically everything. I do apologise. I couldn't find who created Petra Cross. So I'm trying to get to find them. From what I'm finding, it says Matt Wagner and John K. Snyder III created Petra Cross. I might be wrong. You can correct me. Um, I just couldn't find that information. So I'm guessing that's correct because that's the only source I can find. If I'm wrong, I apologise. So I'm going to go into recommended reading. So, for my first recommendation, I'm going to go for the free issue limited series, Dr. Midnight, where we would first be introduced to Petra Cross. And we see his origin, we see how he becomes Dr. Midnight. We learn more about him, because he basically comes out of nowhere in the JSA. He just appears. And JSA, for me, if you want to know about Dr. Petra Cross, Dr. Midnight, is not a gun to jump in on point if you want to get to know the character and what he's, how he became Dr. Midnight, because he basically appears out of nowhere. Yeah, nobody knows the next step anything about him you know so poor everyone they're so confused on who this guy is <laughs> anyways <coughs> now i forgot to mention something i mentioned that he'd been a mentor he'd been seen as wise and a kind mentor mm, i think he seems like one of those that you know he sets clear boundaries, you know. He's he's not fully closed off, but he is. You know, he's one of those more reserved guys, kind of guys. You know, he's more private. He's not going to go burst out with a random thing about himself. He's not... I think that's why him and Michael Holt are more like... He, what would... What's the... Cheese and crackers, chalk and bread, you know. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good comparison, but not the point. You know, they got they work together well, considering. Anyway, so back into recommended reason. I did kind of change the subject for a moment there. I'm also going to recommend. I'm going to recommend Identity Crisis. 
I know I'm currently reading through that, but we really see his skills as a doctor really come into play because it's Petra Cross with Doctor Midnight that figures out what happened to Sue Dibney. He's the Doctor Midnight that performed that autopsy. He is the reason we know how she died. Spoilers for anyone that's never read Identity Crisis, I do apologise. <laughs> and for my final recommendation, I'm going... Well, it's kind of two in one. I'm going to recommend the JSA from issue 11 onwards, because that's when he becomes a member. He's not in the first, like, ten issues. He, he makes, like, cameos in the first ten issues, but he's not a full-fledged member. Like, we see him in an issue or two, you know, in that time. But he's not, like, a full member. I think he joins around the same time as Michael Holt, Mr. Terrific, in fact. I might be wrong, I do apologise. That is me trying to remember from my reading of the JSA. And I'm also going to recommend the Justice Society of America. Because we see him become this full-fledged member. We see him become a respected member. Um, I'd say respected. You know, I think he's taken more seriously in the Justice Society series. Because he was fairly new when we got him in the JSA. He was finding his feet as Doctor Midnight, if you will. You know, you need to get to know a character. You need to... So how do I word it? Suss them out. Make sure there's nothing dodgy about them in any way possible. I do apologise. <laughs> so that's reckon it for Doctor Midnight. So, well, Petra Cross Doctor Midnight. I might do another episode on a Doctor Midnight, but I'm not sure which one I'll cover when I do that. So, discussions. Hmm. As I've mentioned, we've seen two previous Doctor Midnights in live action. We've seen Charles McNider and we've seen Beth Chapel in live action already. You know, we've seen those two. So my question kind of is, do I, like, that's like asking, will we ever see a certain sidekick, certain sidekicks in live action? Will we see Petra Cross get his turn as Doctor Midnight in live action? Because we've seen the previous two. My answer to that is... I'm going to be honest. My answer is no. Because I think they would put... You know when you get amalgamations? I think they'd put characteristics of his into a Dr. Charles McNider. You know, I think if we are going to see any version of Dr. Midnight in a movie, 
it's going to be chocolate now again. Or in some cases, I think it's going to be, you know, I think it'll be Beth Chaffelpool because they'll want, you know, a female. Because everybody wants female. Apparently, they're making female versions of everybody to now. You know? I think... I do apologise for what came up. Anyways, so... <clears throat> my next question is... <coughs> Not that. I guess I don't get over a cold. Um, could I see him in more of a mentor role? I think it depends what kind of mentor role. As in being a superhero? I'm going to be honest, no. Not for that side of things. I think if you want to send someone to Petra Cross Doctor Midnight, it's got to be for, like, if they want medical training, if they want, you know, to become a physician on the battlefield, because I think there is not enough doc proper doctors on the battlefield in superhero comics. Because I can't name name many actual doctors that are actually doctors and not just called Doctor Something. Shouldn't Mr. Terrific be that technically Doctor Terrific? <laughs> yes, but no, that would not go. Can you imagine that? Doctor Terrific? That sounds so silly. Not the point. But anyways. Now, I think that's where his mentorship role could be if they want to be more of a behind the scenes person if you want to go to learn to fight you know if you want to learn to box go to ted grant wildcat if you want to become a scientist go to mr terrific michael holt mr terrific don't trust lex luther he's a dick no unless you want to be fed lies and talk become a villain don't go to Lex Luthor so but that leads to my final question like because like I said his role in the Justice Society is more of the doctor of the JSA he's but does that make him essential to the team some might say no, and I think some would say yes, because you don't want the JSA dying on you, you know. There's a reason why him and Mr. Terrific are known as the go-to scientists and doctors for the superhero community. There's a reason. It's because they've all been trained for it, and there probably ain't many of them. I do apologise. There's a reason for it. He's a physician. He's a doctor. He knows what he's doing. Like, if you probably put him in front of Batman... Uh, not exactly Batman, but like... If you set him in front of, like, a random person, say... Mm, a 
I'm trying to think of someone who has not had medical training at the moment. Probably Ted Grant that wildcat. He's probably going to punch the life out of you and go, get up. Get up. Get up. And then they'll pack you off to Petra. Cross. And you'll be like, you'll be like, you made it worse, didn't you? <laughs> Anyways, not that point. So... <clears throat> I do apologise. I've kind of gone off topic a few times in this episode. But... That's basically everything I have for Petra Cross, Dr. Midnight. I I began this episode pronouncing his name wrong. In this episode, we learned how to pronounce his name. Way! (laughs) You might have heard it differently when I looked it up. But I do apologise. I tried to get it as close to how it was pronounced when I looked it up. Um, if I didn't, you can let me know. So that's basically everything for Petra Cross Doctor Midnight. So stick around for the sum up tweet because I've finally got Twitter working again. Because I've had problems getting onto Twitter recently. And until next time, bye! Some tweet for Petra Cross. <clears throat> Petra Cross. Probably one of the biggest reasons some of your beloved heroes within the DC universe are still alive today. You probably won't get much conversation from him. If he's not in a, hiding in a lab with Mr. Terrific, he's somewhere saving lives. With an applause emoji, a hospital emoji, and the Norwegian flag emoji.